Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Here we go with another 31-minute conversation. I know, our second one. <laughs> and we get to be face-to-face uh, -face today, which is uh, you know definitely different. It's much better. It's much better. Much better than talking over the Zoom. It is. So that's good. Well, uh, although I, I, I don't often talk politics on these shows because I really think that they're very much about business, I think it's hard not to take note of, uh, of the U.S. this week. And when you think about leadership and you think about business, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore the, the goings on in Washington, D.C. this week. Impossible. Impossible. So, but I know we're sitting together today, but normally you're, you're, you're out in Texas and, and, and I'm back here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the mood in, in Texas? Uh, it's surprisingly subdued. I mean, certainly depending on the circles that you run in, um, I think it's a lot more emotional uh, to either side, but most of the people I'm around are all feeling the same way. And it's kind of shock. Uh, yeah. Hard to believe that that's what's actually happening, and and it's easy to just kind of it's up in Virginia, so so it's far away. Is that far what? away. I think we can um, think of it as a uh, something that's not really affecting us directly, but it is, and it's um, so surprising and so foreign to me yep. to most of the people I'm talking to that how could this possibly be happening in the United States this happens in like Third Venezuela world. yeah <laughs> or know? it happens in you Europe know? too but yeah it does yeah You're right it happens in other places and it, we usually have a very orderly um look we don't agree about everything um we are I mean, and we're and we're and we're and we're often unfortunately not just Americans but we we subdivide in, in, in various groups and various beliefs. Uh, look, you're in, in Texas, and Texas is like its own country sometimes. Um, if they had their choice. <laughs> they had their choice, they might be, yes. Um, but there are times we come together as Americans. Uh, and what I would suggest is that even through all of, all of our disagreement and uh, differences in belief systems, I think we don't often get to a point where we actually see what could amount to what could be viewed as insurrection mm -hmm. or a complete breakdown of, of the norms yeah and i wonder what makes that happen i do i really i think about i think about social media i think about you know uh, people who you know all these arguments about about section 230 and uh, rules about social media and what is the obligation to publish are they do they have to publish everything that anyone says i look at it I say they're a private company they can do whatever they want mm -hmm. um that's what 230 affords them um others say no they you know that that th these are today's platforms and they have to make them available uh to to the to express voices but then you look at the idea of almost yelling fire in a crowded movie theater. Right. You yeah. Know, and you start to say, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. And can't we, can't we have civil discourse? Can't we, can't we agree to disagree, but still do it in a calm manner? A civil, can't we have a conversation about how we disagree instead of storming the Capitol? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if 
you know, they Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. blocked the original the three posts. And I'm going to be totally honest. I had my head buried in a tunnel of work. And so I didn't find out about all of this until the evening. Until you were home. <laughs> until I was home because... That's what I do. I get tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming in and finding out about all of this at the end ish. And I hear about the, um, there were some tweets that were blocked and then he was locked out of Facebook and, and Twitter for a while. And so now it's been 24 hours. Yeah. And he's released a statement, um, acknowledging for the first time that there will be a transfer of power um not i wouldn't call it a concession but it's still anyway i wonder did that have something to do with it is the reason that things have calmed down because there wasn't anyone stoking the flames may, i mean i yeah. don't know and, and and but but why how have we gotten to a point that and i and, and i really don't believe that is just one person. No, and, and I, can, I agree. Yeah, yeah I and agree I can appreciate that. that there are people who say, well, if if he did, if he, and I, he, I mean, the president didn't do this, that, or the other. And there's no question, when you stand at that, when you stand at that pulpit, you have, you have a very large voice and perhaps unappreciated how large that voice can be, but it still took everybody else to go along and not just stop and say, hang on a second. Right. Right. There and, he's, yeah. And Sorry. that's scary. That's scary to me that in this day and age, uh, we can look back at authoritarian leaders in the past. And I don't want to call any out specifically and 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 draw other other similarities. Mm-hmm. But again, if I take it away from the leader, and I look at the people who are being led, yeah, they are still they're humans. They they're, are. They they have their own brains. They have their own ability to think. They can stop right from wrong. You notice people who in the past have regularly supported this president who said, okay, I can't go there, right? Yeah. And, they, and the newspaper will say, well, they, he, they broke with the president. Well, okay, they broke with the president, but maybe more importantly, they, they decided for themselves in their brain, right from wrong, and this was something they could not agree with, and so they spoke out against it. Right. You know, I, I think that is a, a different way of viewing it than to simply say, they broke with the president. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their own opinions, and sometimes breaking with the president isn't even a right from wrong. It's just a difference in opinion on how to solve the same problem. Mm-hmm. And typically, the you know what we're talking about, yeah, it tends to be going against the president. But the people that are that he is leading all have their own minds, their own opinions. They're all individuals, and he's clearly saying something that is stirring a passion within them. So there's something that the country, the government, that that we are not doing to help these people feel supported and feel like they can be part of the America as it is, right? There's something that they feel that needs to be changed and this is the way that they're expressing it. And while I don't agree with that, I think we should listen. Sure. I, I think I think listening is important. I think and we can take it, and I think that's one of the problems is we want to express our opinion. We like associating ourselves around people who have similar opinions, mm-hmm. and then we wind up in an echo chamber. Yeah. And we wind up just hearing the, the voices we want to hear, and we don't hear contrary opinion, and we don't um, 
take a moment to understand that there is another view. Hence the social media problem. And hence the social media problem. Mm -hmm. And you can take that, and we, we're, we're talking about it right now at a very large scale. We're talking yeah. about it you know, across the country. But in, um, in an effort to bring this at least partially back to a business discussion, you can bring that inside of a company. You yes. can bring that inside of, um, of, of leaders of companies or doesn't even have to be at the leadership level. It can be, you know, it can be in middle management and how a department is led or how something else is going on. How um, a good leader has to listen to all the opinions that are out there mm -hmm. and, um, and can find uh, either commonality or find new solutions by maybe listening to to alternative voices rather than just people who yes them mm -hmm. or create that echo chamber in a, in a work environment. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good point too because even um, on a small scale, there's the echo chamber, but then there's also the from the leader's perspective the sharing of information and how all of the different opinions and voices they're hearing how they communicate that out to their team, to mm -hmm. their company. And what pieces are they sharing? It you know, does it feel honest? Does it feel like they're being open and honest with us or does it feel like they're masking information? Is it a charade or is it out to get somebody or get something? What's the end goal? And I think that makes a difference in the um, the culture and the environment of a team. So the 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 why the why, um, I, I guess I'm thinking of what the end goal is and how I feel in that environment. Is it a toxic environment? Is it an open environment? Is it welcoming? Is it fear? Are we fearful? So right. how, how the leader communicates, shares information, what information they're sharing, what opinions they're listening to, what advice they're taking, all of that boils down to how the employees then react and, or the team reacts in any given Moment. Situate moment, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's very true. And um, a leader who doesn't want to hear alternative voices uh, and opinions, I think, can single handedly create a toxic environment mm -hmm. uh, because you feel um, not listened to. Uh, you don't feel that you're valued uh, in the in in the team mm -hmm. or in the organization. Uh, or perhaps on a on a grander scale in the country, right? Um, and so we can appreciate both sides of arguments and why people might why tensions might run high um, when people break because they feel they have not been heard. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing is that when some people then say, "Well, I haven't been heard," and then yet another group is saying, "Well, I'm not being heard," right. you know, so. Um, then that is that is a bit of the problem of the well what about argument right because mm -hmm. they'll you know draw analogies to to something maybe that that well in this case something you know that you listen to that person or whatever happened to that person and instead we have to think about the fact that all voices should be heard and all opinions should be should be considered and I, you know and I and I'm I'm leaving out sort of from my my thought process sort of hate speech or mm. that which is perhaps um, just designed to 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 damage and not to not to bring up but if something is meant from a positive point of view um, regardless of how you 
how you go about it or what your belief is, I think that that voice should be should at least be be heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a in a in a corporate environment or in a country environment, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know how what you do with that and how and how tomorrow's leaders, what we call a twenty first century leader, uh, looks at it is uh, is perhaps different. But I do think that moments like this, coupled with um, COVID and other moments that we're going through, uh, create different different types of, of leadership, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it has been interesting to see how on a large scale the country and individuals have responded. I mean, how Congress responded, yep. what their plan was walking into the room, and then what their plan was when they had to come back post-insurrection. I mean, how certain moments, how they're handled, how they're experienced can change a person's mind so quickly, or maybe give them the courage to do something, you know, it's that, the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe it's that. And I think that happens on a smaller scale too. Hopefully, hopefully we're all in an environment where our our teams are, um, I guess it's small enough that you can have those conversations m- more readily. You don't have to wait for a coup d'état. You know? <laughs> yeah, you hope, right? That yeah. you could have a that you can have a conversation, or that you don't have to wait till something gets to a boiling right. over point. Mm. Right? If we take it out of uh, out of the country and bring it and bring it uh, smaller, you don't want to, you know, wait till the till till the uh, Right. <laughs> to, to the company is falling apart, yeah. right? Well, and it takes only one, you know, it can take one employee or one person to be re- to feel really unhappy, and then that can kind of spread throughout a team. So I think that's the importance of one-on-one communication with your team. You know, depending on where you fall within the organization, it may not be possible to have a one-on-one with everyone, but with your direct reports, having meaningful connection on a you know, at least a semi-regular basis with people, um, not only creates the personal and professional relationship, but ha- feeling like your voice is being heard, listening to that person, offering feedback, and helping them grow or resolve any you know yes. issues that may they may be experiencing. Yeah, well, I think hearing people is clearly important. It also then makes you wonder about how you how you communicate out to to larger groups right Mm -hmm. and um is it done through is it done through statements being put out whether it be in in writing or video or otherwise or is it in the form of communicate of 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 two-way communication Mm -hmm. because if you put someone in front of a podium and they're giving a speech or they're making a statement you're hearing their their viewpoint but you're not they're not in a place that affords them to hear you back right. and how you react. And maybe they can catch your, if, if it's live and they can see the reaction on your face perhaps or something, maybe. maybe. But that's not a, there's no two-way communication there. Yeah. So how does a leader, how do you do it differently? Instead of giving a speech, and, and I think like, we can think about it on the, on, again uh, from a politician standpoint, yeah. or you can think about it from a company standpoint. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos puts out a, a message company wide to all of of Amazon at a broad scale, right? But he's not getting the feedback as to whether that message is being heard or not. No, maybe Jeff doesn't care, 
but maybe Jeff should care. Right. Well, so. if we circle back to delivering happiness. Oh, yep. Um, Tony Shea would send out, in the book, he has a lot of emails that he sent out to the company. And at the end, he always says, you know, talk to your direct manager. If they can't answer your questions, feel free to email me directly. Or in the case when they were acquired by Amazon, they set up a whole separate email and, you know, company contacts to address questions specific to that situation. Mm-hmm. And so making and then, you know, making yourself available, regardless of the size of your company as a leader, making yourself available to people for questions. So yes, I'm telling you information. I This isn't a dialogue right now, but I am open to having a dialogue. And I think that that's, maybe that's a, a good compromise. And when you're running a large company, Jeff Bezos. I mean, his email address is online. I'm sure he isn't monitoring it himself, but but it's you there. Can email him, yeah, mm-hmm. it's there, and you can you can send him an email. And maybe that's and maybe that's the point. And maybe then when you when you look back and you see members of Congress debating something, and there's form there's formality to it to some extent, mm-hmm. but how much is being done? by the speech that is given for the soundbite versus the actual hearing each other and sitting down and conversing and finding common ground. Yeah. The one thing this this made me think of is when the pandemic started, I got a couple of phone calls from my representatives. So my city council representative reached out and, are you okay? Do you need groceries? What can we help you with? I thought that was amazing. Yeah. And then our my um, congressman, Colin Allred, reached out. Um, they He started a, it was weekly, town hall. And they call you, they leave you a message. They say it's going to be at 6 o'clock and we'll call you and you just have to answer the phone. And part of that was they had the director of infectious diseases and at Parkland Hospital, which is a big hospital in Dallas. They had... Our county judge, Clay Jenkins, Colin Allred, and usually one other person giving updates. And you could submit questions online or they had a text message thing. And at the end, once they gave the little spiels, then you were able to have a dialogue with them. And these are people that I don't know anyone else's congressperson that That's set up a town hall. No, mine didn't. But, not, that I mean, I, not that I was ever called or knew of. He was awesome, and it made it so easy. All I had to do was answer it and put it on mute, and then they just talked, and if I wanted to submit a question, I could. No effort on my part. Now mm-hmm. it's monthly is when they're doing it bi-weekly. Anyway, it was something that made me feel so, this is cheesy, but cared for, and like I was a real person to my, yeah. to, to my representative. You felt listened to. I felt listened to. And it was, it made all the difference, just knowing that I was getting updates from people who had real information. This wasn't from CNN or MSNBC telling me what Clay Jenkins said. This was Clay Jenkins on the phone. Yeah. And so, this is Colin Allred on the phone. So you could hear directly. Yeah. Right. Straight from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. And that, so it makes me feel listened to. I felt part of the community. Like I could relay my thoughts and fears, anxieties. Appreci- I don't think I told them thanks for setting this up, but. <laughs> no, but that's impressive. And that's. Yeah. And so we can think about that in, again, in, and then in a company context, uh, how can, how can a leader do that? When you're a small team and a small organization, that's very, that's, that's easier to do. Yeah. Doesn't mean it happens, but it's theoretically easier to, to do. Mm-hmm. Right. 
However, when you get to be a large organization, a large company, and I wasn't picking on Amazon, I just thought big company, a big company. right? Yeah. Uh, but to be any big company, um, how how do you communicate? Right. And how do you have how do you have a dialogue? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if you don't believe you should have a dialogue or you need to have a dialogue, um, then uh, then the question becomes, well, why don't you? Why? Yeah. Yeah. And how and and how and what are you communicating to your team? if you don't think you need to have that dialogue. Right. And and it's different. People can tell the difference between asking for their feedback and really wanting it and asking for their feedback because you feel like you have to ask for their feedback, but in no no way am I going to take it. If it's perfunctory as opposed to actually sought after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's very true. That's the same smell test that people will have on calling out what is fake or disingenuous mm-hmm. right um and perhaps that's going on right now politically as well uh with uh you know people's um decisions and how they're reacting to the to the moment yeah but in a but in a broader sense i think i i think we all have fairly decent little lie detector tests in our in our brains right mm-hmm. and if you lead an organization uh you know, do do people walk away from when you have a meeting and they go and they go, well, that was bullshit or that person's not really listening yeah. or, you know, that's more that's that that's another load of crap. Right. right. As opposed to saying, oh, well, you know, okay. you know, my boss, Joe, really listened to me or, you know, was really part of the, the, mm-hmm. the discussion, yeah. uh, you know, really took my opinion to heart. Yeah, I think it works one time. You can have those kind of BS meetings one time and then. If nothing comes from that talk, that this inspirational conversation to the team, to the company, if nothing comes from that, if nothing changes, it was just a bunch of words. Yep. Then, then you've lost credibility. So now there's an uphill battle, and no one is until you know actions speak louder than words. So until you start to see meaningful change, it'll be a it'll all be BS. As far as that's my opinion, and I think with the incoming leaders leaders of tomorrow we appreciate a more genuine conversation be transparent we are resilient obviously i mean look at everything that we're all overcoming and i'm a little bit on the i'm an old millennial okay i'm on the old end of the millennial just barely in there but i and my colleague my peers we appreciate the transparency i can handle it just tell me what's going on And so having that solid communication and being a trusted member of the team is important and motivating. We're motivated by things that are not just financial. Um, Not that I'm not financially motivated, let's be clear. (laughs) Right. No, but But, in in fairness, I have have some age on you, uh, clearly. But, um, you know, I would not suggest to you that uh, Gen Xers are really that far removed from yeah, from a similar viewpoint we want to lead companies in a way that that makes them progress mm-hmm. right um, we want to create sustainable work environments 
and I don't mean sustainable like green, I mean sustainable like the business will be there, yeah. the business will continue to flourish and grow even when we're gone. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage the next generation of leaders as well, and we want them to be part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, I think there probably there probably was a time that it didn't matter as much. There probably was a time, and I think it's I think I think it's um, maybe dying off, if not already gone, yeah. where people where control and power meant you didn't have to listen to anyone else, that you were in the driver's seat and you were you were driving the bus and you better just get, get along on. with what I want to do or you're going to get yeah. run over. Yeah. Right. I think. And I, I mean, look, I'm, I could be wrong. I, I agree with everything you said, and particularly the those that leadership style is dying. That may actually be literally that the generation of people that are running businesses that way, and it's we all we're all a product of our circumstances. Sure. But a lot of the people that are still running businesses are from an older generation. Not all of them, obviously. Um, but I think av- as we've seen younger generations move into leadership positions, it has changed how we're all digesting what a work environment should look like, what a company should look like. And I talk to a lot of people like you, and I would say you're very forward thinking and you are looking at the big picture. And for me, as a, an emerging leader, that's encouraging that's what you those are the people that you want to be around to be working for to be working with to be learning from because it's more reflective of the in today's environment right it's, makes me want to be a better <laughs> contributor <laughs> okay well that's good i mean that's always a good thing so do you think that um because i'm curious from your viewpoint um beyond we, we're talking about listening to one another but when you hear hypocrisy or you hear something that you disagree with or that do you think it's also incumbent to point that out and you know you young emerging leader um older leader says something that you're like that's just wrong do you just do you suck it up and say well they're the leader so i have to just keep my mouth shut or do you say or or is it okay to say wait a second that that doesn't work Right or or your thinking is 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 backwards and here's why. That's yeah, that's a really good question. Um, certainly, that it's going to depend on what the comment was. I I find myself saying, yeah, I'm going to call people out and stand up for what I believe in, and then in the moment I'm terrified and I don't. And you don't do it. And, yeah, or I'm not going to just stand up and bang my hands on the table and say no, <laughs> but. Yeah, you know, I try to be respectful of the the person. Yeah, you know, I'm assuming this person is, you know, a leader in my company, so respectful of their position and what has led them to feel that whatever their statement was was correct, that that is the right way. Maybe there's something behind that. So what's a productive way that I can get my opinion across? Mm-hmm. I've been lucky enough to work with uh, leaders that are receptive to feedback. They want to be challenged. You know, my um, my boss, I feel, is a really great partner, and he is open to that. He wants direct feedback. He appreciates being challenged, and if he doesn't like it, he'll say, 
I appreciate your opinion, but we're going to go my way. Right. But and, as long as and, you've and expressed I, it. And I wasn't at all suggesting that you should do it disrespectfully. I know sure, sure. I have been told that I have no tact sometimes. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. uh, perhaps even on, 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 on this podcast in the past, I've been told that. Um, but I also believe that my tone and how I might work with mm-hmm. someone is very much dependent on the personal relationship I have with the, with the individual. Being respectful to other people's opinions is important, mm-hmm. but I think also being able to both put the feedback out there and also on the other side, being receptive to receiving that feedback yeah. is, is, is very important because if you, if it only takes me one, if I one time basically say, yeah, not thank you, Elizabeth, take it under advisement or, but we're going to go this way or what have you, but instead say, what the hell's the matter with you? No, we're not doing that. Don't even bring me stupid ideas like that again. Right. You might not do that the next time. Mm-mm. And so that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not good either. No, no. Um, I, I mean, I have, I work in a very formal professional environment, um, business environment, and it's predominantly male, one of the only women in, in my office and I, you know, and it would be probably considered a good old boys industry, but I've been... I have never found myself in a situation where the people I'm working with were disrespectful or where I felt uncomfortable or it was anything other than a great business environment. And so I feel lucky, you know, because I hear a lot of stories and I've never experienced that personally. Um, And so I've never had a, a personal opportunity, thank God, to have to stand up to feel the need to say I really disagree with what you said and you're wrong on anything other than like a marketing strategy right (laughs) you know so um and there we just say look let's talk it out but um so I mean maybe I'm lucky maybe that's normal I don't know but I want to believe that I if I see something wrong or if I hear something wrong that I will address it and I don't think that you how that happens is different for everyone and and you don't I hope that everybody stands up you know when they see something wrong but we all have you know there may be reasons that someone doesn't say something right then or they handle it differently or I don't know but I want to believe that if I'm in that situation that I would say something just luckily haven't been in it there you go well fair enough well, look, we used up another uh, another thirty one minutes. Um, so fast, it goes so quick. But um, we're going to start reading um, the Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Okay. So uh, we will get a chance next week, maybe to to talk about that mm-hmm. somewhat. See how far we've gotten in it and what we've learned, uh, and uh, give us something new and different to talk about. But as, as always, thank you so much for. Uh, taking the time and having and having this conversation. Thanks, Mark. Let's do it in person every week. <laughs> I like that idea. Mark and Elove together in person. Oh, I'll never live that down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.